you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sweet Victory and Jay Mack are on tap to help us navigate the show. It's the Friday edition yes. of the show. We call it the Gumbo Show because everything goes in the pot within reason. Gumbo has a lot of uh, food diversity, but it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. That, that well, sounds like I could direct that. Yeah, it's like all that, good. That could, be like, that could be like a position. It's like, well, so what do you do? Well, you know, I serve as the director of food diversity for Gumbo Foods. Yeah, but there are and some it sounds things important, you, you can't it? put in the pot, though. There's some things you cannot put in the pot. Well, but if those things get a lawyer, <laughs> then they can get in the pot because my job as the director of food diversity uh, so is to allow, ensure that all of the items you will make it in. corn to get into the gumbo pot. It depends. Who's representing? <laughs> like, who corn hired? <laughs> who... who Notice no verbs. Who corn hired, right? Or who has corn? Well, maybe there was a hired. It, it can be. It's an actionist thing that you do. Anyway, um, it just still sounds grammatically incorrect. Uh, who did corn hire is the question. In New Orleans, we would say who corn hired. Right. Okay. That's what I would say. And, yeah. and, and that would be right. That would be right. That would be okay. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's the question. The question is not can corn get in the pot. The question is can corn be represented well enough mm. that corn – would be positioned as a victim, <laughs> therefore deserving of the right to be in the gumbo. Is corn underrepresented as a vegetable? Is it a vegetable or is it a starch? Like, do we know? Uh, look, I don't know. I don't know that we know. <laughs> I know I it's know. yum, though. I know corn is yum. Yes. Some butter, some salt, and some pepper. Mm, there mm, you mm, go. Mm. You My need. goodness. So, so there you go. Uh, I would let I would let hot dogs in the gumbo. No, no, you have a problem with that. Not allowed. But I, I grew up. I know we've talked about this before, but I'm going to hold on to this corn. Not no, allowed. because it's not a stew. It's not a succotash. It's not like a it's not a whatever you would make it if you put corn and gumbo. I don't even know. I've never known anyone to do that. Do you know anybody who, who would do no, that? Like, I, don't, I mean, unless they just is not, that an online a- question? <laughs> about gumbo putting corn is that something that you just found from a meme and no, you thought i just thought of something that you wouldn't put in there and like okay and so that's it. where that comes from i, I got you i got you i should have said wieners you don't put that I, in there look that's meat if it's if it, <laughs> it's meat it's beef it's meat it can go in it works no. it's yum i'm no. not mad at it but n- nothing else you know <laughs> do you know that gumbo i learned um a while back not growing up strangely enough but that gumbo means okra Yes. Right, like gumbo is okra. Right, so, so what we do in New Orleans is we totally ignore what it actually is. Like right. it wasn't until I moved to Lafayette for school mm-hmm. that I had okra gumbo, which is really okra okra. <laughs> it's like chai chai or chai tea. Chai 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 tea. Um, I met with my sister, <laughs> my sister in the Lord, and she said, "You know, chai means tea. So when you say chai tea, you're saying <laughs> tea tea." And I was like, "Oh, is that is that so?" 
Um, so anyway, so I stopped saying that. That's how we continue to learn. We're we're always growing, right? Yes. So um, now I just say chai. There you go. <clears throat> this sounds strange because, I don't know, I thought chai was a type of tea. I did too, but see, you learn something new every day. Every single day. You but know? chai means tea. Yes. And so I did not know that. Um, but it was funny, though. And, <laughs> and then shared it with the kids. And now it's actually a line. We haven't seen this movie, and nor am I advocating for it because I don't know what's in it. Uh, if we see it, we'll give a review. Um, that's if we see it. Mm-hmm. But the Spider-Man uh, animated movie is out, and there's a scene in the movie that uh, that he's talking to a guy who's from India. Mm-hmm. I don't know all the details, so forgive my ignorance here. But the scene, and the kids wanted me to see it because I drink chai, <laughs> tea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they wanted me to see this scene, this clip, where he, he says he orders a chai tea or something, and he's like, it's not chai tea, it's just chai. Chai means tea. You can't, <laughs> you don't order tea tea, like, you know. And uh, so anyway, that's one of those things where it's fun to learn. And, and you know, when you learn it, you, you do better. And so I just yeah. order now. I, I feel pretty smart just ordering a chai. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Although I will say this, I was in uh, Aldi the other day, one of my one of my favorite places to shop. Mm-hmm. I was in Aldi and I saw on the on the shelves there which if you are an Aldi shopper, they create a fear of missing out, also known as FOMO, because <laughs> they have these um here for a short time type things, which mm-hmm. I hate. Mm-hmm. I absolutely if you like it then it's man, like man, man, Aldi yeah, if you listening. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen in Aldi, hire me as the director of food diversity, no, no, and I will tell you, keep all items. You make it sound all like Aldi's a person. Isn't that a name? I, I don't know. Sounds where they like got, one. I don't know where they got that name. Watch from. it means something. Somebody's going to call in when we open the phone lines. It's but Friday, actually, guys. Actually, Aldi means. Aldi actually is German, <laughs> and it also means tea. No, I'm just kidding. Um, sorry. No, but yeah. I was I was I was at Aldi the other day, um, maybe a couple weeks ago, and I found a wonderful chai tea that that you could just i know but here's the thing though we had a good laugh the kids and i because Mm -hmm. as i start you can prepare it at home and it's just you just add your own milk of choice and then pour the chai in there and then you know mix it num 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 and (laughs) but the the carton says organic chai tea and the kids are like why did they write chai tea on it it? it, oh man so they were like you can't trust it it's probably not organic (laughs) they're like if you don't know that chai means tea then you you probably are not you know telling the (laughs) truth about other things so anyway all right welcome to the friday yes um we're gonna recap and then also i want to talk about the submersible like that has been a conversation like we had the see that's new um, to me too that's something i learned i never even heard of us because everything is a submarine yeah, right a submersible I, I didn't know that was like yeah i'm still Learned not sure every day. i'm still not sure i completely understand but the things that i've picked up by reading and watching is that like a submarine is designed in in a way to like to 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 maintain its position underwater like deep sea underwater to be on the ocean's floor mm-hmm. uh, for sustained periods of time it's designed totally different from a submersible which is designed to be able to explore to go under for a short period of time but it's got to come back up like it can't just be under there hanging out there's probably more to it than that um <clears throat> secure enough to admit i don't know so but this story has fascinated me especially because i um on tuesday I was talking about, excuse me, talking about this with um, our big three and explaining to them that there were five individuals who, um, as we thought on Tuesday, were missing. Mm -hmm. 
we now know, we've got several clips I want to play for you because I think this is just incredible information that's come out. We now know that there are some reports, I guess I'm supposed to say allegedly, that the Navy knew that there was a loud um, noise, a loud boom on Sunday night that would have been consistent and came from the area where this submersible uh, dropped down, that it would have been consistent with an implosion. And so the the information was out and circulating that this submersible actually imploded on its descent and that it was known. Mm. And so for the last few days, when we've got the kids praying and, you know, mm. talking about this 96 hour air supply or oxygen right, supply, right. you know, and like telling them, you know, but man, by Thursday morning, you know, and all of this stuff and, and just, man, pray for these people. Um, now you read all the information and they knew on Sunday night that this thing had imploded. Man, so why did it? I guess that's just... the question. That's that's the question. And that's what you know, that's what and I want to say this lovingly. Yeah, that's what makes people crazy. That's what because you're like, why would you skeptical about like, OK, see, that's a better word. News yeah. and, and information like yeah. that you get, you know, sometimes when you get information from like smaller sites or sites yeah. that, you know, are uh, we say that's not well known. Some yes. of those have more. <laughs> they have more truth. truth than the ones that are supposed to be the big names. And, yeah. you know, I, I just, and then you don't talk about it, though. You don't yeah, talk about because it because you don't want to be seen as right. Tinfoil right. hat man. Exactly. You know? <laughs> because you can't say you got the information from like Fox News or CNN or right. ABC or NBC. Yeah, and and because of that. Lies. Right. And so like so when you when you go to T-Bone Media. Right. <laughs> right. T-Bone Media is like, nah, they knew it imploded on Sunday well, night. Go to but you Roscoe can't Press talk about you Roscoe find, Press. You find out the truth. You know, it's like, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Roscoe's news outlet. Like you can't, you know, you can't talk about that because if you talk about that, people are like, mm, I don't know. But it turns out that Roscoe and them actually had some <laughs> intel, right? And they knew what they were talking about. And this is the case. I'll tell you what's been surprising to me. Um, director James Cameron has been talking about this. I had no idea that the director of Titanic and Avatar and some other films, you know, whatever. But I know those are the big ones that people would recognize that he was actually a legitimate like deep sea diver, like explorer, like mm -hmm. had designed his own submersible and, um, you know, had had explored the Titanic itself, the wreckage mm -hmm. over 30 something times that he is like truly an expert on this topic. I've watched mm -hmm. several interviews that he's given um and I, I've been fascinated by the amount of information that he's had. And I wanted to share that with our listeners because I thought, you know, anybody who's been following this, who's been talking about it, um, the insight that he provides on why this submersible, this ocean, ocean gate submersible was not fit to be diving, I think is really, really sad. Like it, it really yeah, grieves man, me, you know what I mean? To, yeah. For there to be that much information that's out and mm. then... For there to be, you know, people on this, Man, this is like sub, you up. know, that, I mean, yes, it seems like it's not. You I, know, I cannot believe, you know, and I, I've tried to, I've tried to reason why people would board a craft like this or whatever you, like, I still why don't people would, but, you know, I know some people love like the deep dive and stuff like that. 
Uh, you know. Yes, the curiosity, yeah. the explorer in I'm all of us. I, yeah, yeah. That explorer is not in me. I don't know where he is. I had to find That's him. That's what <laughs> he's in there somewhere, is it but tucked away. <laughs> Maybe under all that chai. Um, that's what I explained to the kids because when we first started talking about this, they were like, wait, why would people do this? And, and I was talking about the price tag, $250,000. Oh, wow. And then you've got a father and son, half a million dollars to get on this thing. And then on Father's Day, like, oh, mm. you know, and James Cameron made this point as a great point. Um, but I was trying to explain to them that, you know, there is a curiosity that we have about the unknown. And I believe it's a God-given curiosity, right? I think this is a part of our desire to continue to know God. Like mm. it's something that he has built in us, this desire to know, this desire to search and to explore. It's a part of God revealing himself to us, right? That there are things that are hidden mm -hmm. that he reveals that we can yeah. search out. I, yeah. I think it's a part of his goodness to us. I really do. And so I don't have, I don't have a problem at all with people exploring and doing yeah, things do, that I wouldn't do. Go ahead, do that. Yeah. yeah, like I wouldn't. I would. There are things I wouldn't do. Like I wouldn't jump out of a plane. Yeah. Like I'm just I not going to do that. People listening probably have. You know, but and and praise the Lord that they're still listening. And so I, <laughs> but I just, <laughs> I just wouldn't do it. You yeah. know, um, what's the old preacher's joke? Um, the Lord said, "And lo, I am with you always." <laughs> so you go up high like that. You know, I mean, He ain't promised to be up high with you always. Yeah. Y'all have heard that before. I know you have. Oh, um, the first time I heard it was hilarious. Then the 21st time, I was like, come on, y'all. That must circulate at pastor's it's conferences. It's still funny to me. It is still funny. It really is, especially in context. Um, but yeah, so I don't have a problem with people exploring. I do, however, have a problem with people entrusting themselves to other people who, with the information that's coming out now, knew some things about what they designed that it was faulty, knowing that it wasn't certified, it hadn't gone through all of the steps and all of the procedures that's something to be that they would certified get in there. to... That's oh. something that they would get in there and they, and they knew that it wasn't all on the up... I, I that's, a, that's amazing to me. So, but the founder of, of this, of OceanGate, of this company, like, he was in it. Like, he... That's he, amazing to me. So, uh, there's no way he must... He had to feel confident that... I think so. I mean... I think so. You know, and I'll tell you, and I know that there is not... A whole lot. There are several things that as I look at it, of course, this is from the outside and we'll be very careful. There's several things that I look at and I think they're they are comforting to me because mm -hmm. I was grieving thinking of these people slowly preparing to die and like the kinds of things and like, oh man, you know, do they know the Lord? Like just all these thoughts that go through your mind. Yeah. So knowing that they, you know, instantaneously like the thing yeah. imploded and right. you know that I feel like that's a little bit of a, you know, Better but also knowing yeah. exactly that it wasn't sinister on the part of the founder, because I mean, my goodness, he was there as well. You know, yeah. we'll talk more about it on the other side of the break. Stay right there. This is the guy that I serve. This is the guy that I serve. This is the guy that I serve. This is the God that I serve. Some of you people got nerve. It ain't the God that you preaching about in the church. My God give you what you deserve. He don't be playing them games. We are not serving the same. You made up a God in your brain. I serve the God when
when he done with this serve nothing left of this place but a stain listen you gonna see when he touched down he's sending his son for the cut down everybody in the mama getting up towns you ain't born again welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio appreciate you listening I'm Miki and I'm Will and that's Tyson James with the God I serve all right, we were talking about the submersible and talking about what happened, and it's been so interesting. And we'll go back to uh, the content here. I want to play a couple of vi- video clips. If you're mm-hmm. watching the live stream, you can watch the video clips, um, but you'll, you'll also be able to hear it here. Yes. Um, before we do that, though, yeah. we've got a new. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, the we adventures gotta, yeah. we have. Well, first, let, let me let me say this. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still register for the uh, AFE at the Ark if oh, you want to yes. join us. I know we have the Marriage Family Life Conference coming up. Man, it's like mm-hmm. right here. Yes. But we also have AFE at the Ark that will be happening in October. If you can't make a Marriage Family Life, there's a limited uh, space, though, for uh, the AFE at the Ark, but it's still open, registration. And if you go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net, and click on the Events tab, you can get all the information there. So, if you want to join us for that, all information is there. Uh, the Ark Encounter is an amazing place. And uh, if you want to join us, we'll, we'll go together. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be fun. But uh, as you were alluding to, <laughs> we have adventures that we, we travel a lot. <sighs> so we have these adventures and we try yeah. to document and We have a, a, a family, back, I guess, behind-the-scenes type channel mm-hmm. called Whatever You Do. And, and so... The, we just put a new video up every oh, Friday. Yeah. We have a video that comes up, mm-hmm. and this one is iPhone. What is it called iPhone roller coaster fail? Man, <laughs> so our listeners, like, if you want, if you, man, yeah, I think these things happen because um, for your benefit, for your for your amusement. Um, just yeah, you, <laughs> Mariah has put together a video oh, uh, capturing um, one of our kids' attempt to record us on a roller coaster yes with the phone yes and and the crazy thing yeah is like right before we you know i was like no just give me the phone i'm gonna i'm gonna hold on to the phone <laughs> and this particular kid mm-hmm. was like no no no, i promise i can do it and why do kids always promise as if that like you know <laughs> right, increases right. your confidence <sighs> um but anyway, so famous last words, I promise, and and then or like I, I you know, and then <laughs> so you can you'll check just it have out. to see what happened. Can, can I say out. what happened or no? Do I what no, I remember? No, people can I, check it out so they can okay. see who dropped it and what happened and Well you know. now you just said it. Well, you just you said know, what happened. Well, you know, but they don't know who. They <laughs> yeah, don't know. That's who. true. Or what happened as a result. And I had no idea there's so much protocol. Yes. When Oh, would you have to yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just go check it out. It's, it's funny, and you know, and I'm glad that everything, you know, turned out well, so yeah. to speak. I mean, I well mean, for it, us, it, it worked out. It worked. It out. worked out for us, but for everybody else after us, I feel like they were, you know. I think when people see the roller coaster, they'll be like, "Oh, it could have been worse." <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been. Could have been at maybe. Universal somewhere, but anyway. Yeah, and yeah. Anyway, but that so, would have definitely been a no for me. If you want to check it out, whatever you do underscore eight. Yeah. To to uh, see that video uh, yeah. to check out the uh, channel. You'll all appreciate right. it. Yeah. Whatever. It's fun. Whatever. It's, funny. it's all in fun. Yeah. Whatever your week <laughs> brought you, it can't be worse than that. So there you go. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about this submersible. This yes. has been the topic of conversation. Um, pretty much the entire week. I, I know for for us and, and for the big three, um, when I told them about this news story and, and just I asked them to pray and yeah. we're talking about, um, you know, 
the the search and all of this stuff and and our Gabby who tends to be real like you know all oh, these kinds of things make her really anxious and so um she was like is there any word is there any word has there been any update and then uh yesterday I told them you know well they haven't found it and it was supposed to be like Thursday morning and then the information started coming out that the submersible had imploded and that they found debris and all of this and actor well director James Cameron mm-hmm. who I didn't know was an expert has been kind of making the rounds, if you will, and sharing just a lot of information that um, certainly we all didn't know at right. the beginning of the week. But I think it's really crazy. And, and I, you know, at the same time, somewhat um, fascinating. James Cameron, who is an expert diver, um, also designed his own submersible, which that must be nice. You know, <laughs> like, that must be nice right. to just design your own like, you know. Um, but he was talking about the problems with the design of this particular submersible that uh, he felt like it was sort of a disaster just waiting to happen. Mm. And I got a series of clips here that I think are so important for people to hear and to understand. But let's start with the first one. This is a uh, cut one. There was a lot of concern about this outfit and this sub. A lot of concern, even to the extent that I wasn't involved in it because I was making Avatar 2 at the time. But a lot of them got together and wrote a letter to uh, to OceanGate and said, you have to certify. You cannot take people down. It's irresponsible. And it could lead to catastrophe. That is so eerie to me, hey. right? Like you, you think about that you're on this this vehicle that is not certified like i mean you think about like the basic things that you want certified you know what i'm saying like the things that yeah, like man. don't they're not even that serious, that would be but one i mean yeah <laughs> you know you you want to know that it's been tested right. that it's been proven that it can actually do what it's claiming to be able to do but james cameron as an expert on this talks about the the ways that this thing um i guess lacked the integrity to do what what it was promoted as doing. I mean, yeah. and certainly I just, you're going to charge people $250,000 and you can't like, how much more is it to certify the piece of equipment? <laughs> right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's like people say, well, <laughs> do you want tinted windows or no? Well, it's, yeah, it's I mean, that's an option for me to, to understand is because the guy was on there with them. So yeah. I feel like maybe there's some missing, maybe some more stuff. I don't know because yeah. all these red flags, it's like, why would if he knew this yeah and he got on like mm-hmm. yeah it's just so that's that's a great point so james cameron um actually provided i again i think a lot of insight probably more than what i've heard come from anybody else um as an expert as one who does this has made so many um dives and understands the way that a, a submersible has to be designed and the type of um the the type of uh Oh, my goodness. What do you call it? What do you call it? The material that has to be used to design a vessel that can withstand the pressure and the weight of going underwater. Um, I think he provides a lot of insight. So let's kind of work our way up to it because he's going to, um, through the series of clips that we play, explain um, why this, which I think will answer your question, why the founder of OceanGate, why he would have been on this particular submersible um, just really having a lot of confidence in his design. And, and I'm going to say this and you may hear it again, but when you have the thing go underwater and, and um, carry out a few dives successfully, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
it created, obviously, looking at the result here, Mm -hmm. a false sense of security. But let's I think James Cameron does a great job of providing insight. So let's this is clip two. Monday morning when I first found out about the incident, got on a whole bunch of calls and emails. It's a small community. Within an hour and a half, I had the following information. They were on descent. They were at 3,500 feet. They lost comms and tracking. The last one being the critical one because the the transponder that's used to track a sub during descent and on the bottom is a fully autonomous system. It's in its own pressure housing and it has its own battery power. So for them to lose comms and tracking at the same time, sub was gone. There was no question in my mind. For days I, I tried to run other scenarios that could account for it. I could come up with nothing. Now, again, mm-hmm. when, when I hear that information, and it, it just makes sense that if you've got all of the means of contact go at once, yeah, it would have to be like a sudden right. demise, right? Like happen. a sudden destruction, yeah. which makes sense. Even if I don't understand all of the inner workings of like a submersible, I would understand that if you suddenly lose all contact, all of your backup means you've got a, a separate battery pack for this. And then also, and I don't know if we grab, grab this particular clip, but just hearing... Um, And there was another gentleman that I think was ABC News interviewing alongside James Cameron. And this man was the first, I think he did the first dive down to the actual Titanic wreckage. And he was talking about there's some there's some reports out there and um, which probably as time goes on, these things will likely be confirmed um, that they as they were uh, descending, as they were going down into the water, um, that they started to release their weights. And the thing that's chilling about that is there is the belief that they started to release the weights because of what they call acoustic monitoring, meaning that they started to hear the sound of the submersible giving way to the the weight of the water. Mm. So whereas once I was thinking, okay, well, man, you know, this is so tragic, but if there was a sudden implosion and, you know, then at least these people didn't suffer. I think if what these men are suggesting, if that's true, that they started to hear like the crackling, um, the acoustic sound of the pressure of the water on the submersible, then I think that is suffering. I think yeah. knowing, hey, something's going on, you know, the dad and his son, and, I mean, all of their lives, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but then not being able to get back up. I mean, anyway, they were what, like an hour and 45 minutes yeah. into the dive. Like I just, anyway, blows my mind, but there's more information and I want to make sure that our listeners hear it. And ultimately the last clip I want to play, of course, I'm, I think through um, when you have current events like that, are there spiritual implications? Like, are there spiritual lessons that can be drawn from this? And what's really interesting is that again, director James Cameron, um, which I didn't think I'd say his name so much in my life, um, <laughs> ma- makes a great point that I think leads to um, a lesson to be drawn from this, which is very interesting. And I'll, I'll save that for the the last clip. But he says that um, that the the Navy and that they have these um, these what do you call it uh, hydra horns or something hydra hydrophones or something like that in the water all all around the all across the Atlantic that pick up sound in the water. Mm -hmm. And he says that the U S Navy is monitoring those. And on Sunday night 
at the time that they lost contact with the submersible, they heard the loud bang. They heard a mm. noise. So again, the question is, why do right. we have days of this? Right. Like putting the, the nation in the world and saying, through, like, oh, we heard a banging. And this to me, that's very cruel. It's yeah. cruel to the family first. But then to everybody around the world paying mm-hmm. attention to this, it is also cruel. But this is James Cameron talking about it. This is clip three. We got confirmation within an hour that there had been a loud bang at the same time that the sub was, that comms were lost. A loud bang on the hydrophones, loss of transducer or transponder, loss of comms. I knew what happened. Sub imploded. I, I sent emails to everybody I know. I said, we've lost some friends the sub has imploded. It's on the bottom in pieces right now. I sent that out Monday morning. I never believed in that technology of wound carbon fiber, you know, wound filament, uh, cylindrical hull. I thought it was a horrible idea. Um, I wish I'd spoken up, you know, but I, I assumed somebody was smarter than me, you know, because I'd never experimented with that technology, but it just sounded bad on its face because we make pressure hulls out of contiguous material. Steel, titanium, ceramic, acrylic. And so you can model it. You can do finite element analysis of it. And, you know, you understand the yield properties. You understand the, the number of cycles that it can, that it can take. Um, but you can't do that with a composite material because it's two dissimilar materials, you know, sort of blended together. And so we all knew that the danger was delamination and and progressive failure over time with microscopic water ingress and fatigue what they call cycling fatigue and we knew that the, if the sub passed its pressure test it wasn't going to fail on the first dive it might fail on dive 7 or i don't i don't know what they're at you know but it's going to fail over time which is insidious you don't get that with steel or with titanium Man, so that's the answer wow. to your question. Yeah. Why was the founder of of OceanGate on yeah. this submersible? Submersible yeah. because the dives and, and and they were successful. And they were, yeah, and man, I'm telling you, there's there's so man. many um, spiritual lessons in in what James Cameron said in that clip. But then the ultimate one is the one we're going to play here in just a second. But I, man, as I as I was listening to him, as I was watching him um, give this interview, and just thinking about. You know how he as a as a diver, as an explorer, as one who designed a submersible, knowing what you know, what you need to yeah. do that and and knowing that this ocean gate, you know, vehicle didn't have those things, wasn't made of right. that type of material, couldn't withstand the pressure of the water. And then the use of the word insidious, you know how I feel about that, right? Yeah. Like just kind of like it's just a matter of time, just lying in wait. Like it's just a matter of time. And it's over several dives that you the composite material. You think of like pressed particle Man. wood versus like real wood. I mean, but then you think of like taking something that's composite material, something that is a combination, something put together. Right. And then thinking that it's going to withstand the pressure of the water. I don't know. I, And I don't, you know everybody wants to be an expert after the fact but well not everybody because James Cameron and a lot of his cohorts said that was unwise yeah and and what's interesting to me is that James Cameron says you know I wish I had spoken up 
I saw just comparing different interviews. I saw him give another interview where he said there was a different individual who had a submersible that he told the man straight out. Um, if you take that down, you will die in it. That it's not it's not suited for deep sea diving, that it's not made of the proper material. And he said the man heated him and didn't do it. He did. He actually listened to him and he didn't do it. But with this, he thought, well, maybe they're they probably know something that I don't know on the surface. I think it's unwise, but maybe they know something. Boy, I can't help but think of the spiritual implications mm-hmm. behind that. You know, we'll grab the break. Aaron, the Addisons stay right there. There's a world full of mercy and peace Mercy and peace waiting for me There's a land for the lost and the least Where they dine with the king Waiting for me Yeah, his holiness fills up the temple Still he took my sin and my shame I didn't deserve to be rescued Still he has called me by name I'll stand firm with God. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio Appreciate you listening, I'm Miki And I'm Will, and that's Terrion with Stayed on Him When I was thinking about just during this break How much I'm really, uh Loosening, loosening up, just like as a as a mom, and uh, you know, just as a person. And what I mean by that is that, so you know, we've entrusted the care of this YouTube channel to our 16 year old and you, right? Like that's that's you guys mm-hmm. you oversee and, and yes. make sure. And I was thinking about how um, when she, when she first started, I wanted to see all the videos before they were posted, <laughs> and I wanted to comb through them and just like you know. And um, and then I realized that I was really stifling her creativity. And so I've I've backed off and I was thinking, man, we just, you know, talked about a video that she's posted um, and I haven't seen the video. Like I started trying to watch it and then I ran out of time because it was time for us to start the program. Um, but she just said, oh, the video's posted. And so, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking, wow. I'm a good mama. <laughs> you I'm are. A, I'm a good yes. mama. But if suddenly the video's unavailable, <clears throat> just just know I'm an even better mama than you thought. Because <laughs> I'm taking it down. Uh, no, it's it's all good. But I did think about that during the break. I'm like, man, we're telling people, go watch this video. I I, I've seen it. It's good. <laughs> okay. It's not Hold the same? on a second. What? No, it's not. And let me tell you why. <laughs> why? Every mom, every mom listening knows exactly what I'm about to say. Because when we take family pictures, when we're, you know, we're out somewhere and we take a picture, the dad is like, Oh, that's great. And the mom's like, Let me see it. Let me see it. <laughs> man, y'all want to take ten thousand pictures. Yes, we do. It's like, man, come on, we just need Yes, I mean, because there's got a single good. There's a single chin angle. There's a double <laughs> no, chin angle. No, no. And I feel like dads never see it. They're always just right, like, oh, that's great. Yeah. And you're like, my Every, hand is I'm cut just off. I'm looking at everybody's eyes are open. And, you know. <laughs> that's not the measure of greatness. <laughs> you know? That's not the measure of greatness. Anyway, um, we've come such a long way from uh, waiting to go down to, like, uh, you know, Walgreens and, and get those pictures oh, and man. then find. <laughs> And look, I remember Polaroid. Yeah, I mean, truly, but that to, was a little you better. Had to wave it. That was a little. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic now. Actually, Gabby has like a new, the new Polaroid, the new Polaroid? camera. It's one okay. of those. Yeah, she got it as a Christmas yeah, gift a few that. years back. That. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah. To her, that's like, wow, 
but you know, whatever. For us, that's technology. Okay, so we're talking about this submersible. I do want to open the phone lines. I'm kind of curious to know what our listeners think about um, if they've been following it, if they had any thoughts about the submersible. Did they find this as you know tragic as we have found it, and how they're you know um, engaging with this kind of information? Yeah. Is one of those. Um, current events that you just go, man, it's such a tragedy that didn't have to happen. Um, I'll give the number 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Before we go to the phone lines, though, um, I I just <laughs> before we go to the phone lines, I want to play one more clip. And the, the other clips that you heard came from the Daily Mail um, in their conversation with James Cameron. And I forget this outlet where I found this one, but um, this is a different outlet. And he he says something in this interview that he hadn't said in the other interviews that I'd seen. And I thought, man, it's so it's so tragic. But there are such, you know, spiritual implications. And I don't even know if James Cameron understands the spiritual implications. Probably not. You know, he's just thinking like it's so eerie, you know, but um, I think there's a there's a lesson in this. Um, if we would listen. Okay, let's play. This is uh, cut four. And by the way, it's not lost on me as, as somebody who's studied the, the meaning of Titanic. It's, it's greater meaning to us, you know, historically and societally, that it's about warnings that were ignored. That ship's lying at the bottom of the ocean, not because of the nature of its steel or the nature of its compartments, but just because of bad seamanship. The captain was warned, there were icebergs ahead. It was a moonless night, and he plowed ahead for whatever reason. I think there was some greed. There was some glory in it. He had a he had a boot up his rear from J. Bruce Ismay to get into New York on time or or early so they'd have a headline, which I show in the in the film, you know. And here we are again, and at the same place. Mm, did you catch wow. that? <laughs> did you did you catch that? So he's talking about the Titanic wreckage mm -hmm. and he's talking about this Ocean Gate uh, submersible that they are in the same place for the same reason. Wow. And it was that they ignored warnings. Mm. Man, like if you cannot grab from that the spiritual implication like this, this I guess there is a. And he didn't use this word, but what I hear in it is like there's a hubris that, no, I can do it. No, it's going to be OK. And there is a warning that is issued. And as I was listening to that, look, I'm not trying to be oversaved, OK, mm -hmm. but I cannot help but think about the gospel. Right. I can't mm -hmm. help but think about like, man, that's what we do. We warn people. We warn people. And, and, and then we use we use things like. The flood, we say, God judges sin, yeah. and there is another judgment coming. This is what the Apostle Peter did in his second letter, right? And and he's he's warning, and he's saying that there's scoffers. You know what I mean? That the scoffers are going to come, and they're going to be like, hey, where is the, the day that you guys have been talking about? It's been a long time, you know? And he uses the warning from the flood, and he says, in the same way that that water was held up, he says, now there's fire stored up. Mm. I don't know if people research um, there's like a ring of fire, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that people are constantly watching and monitoring. Um, but I, I thought about what James Cameron was, was actually saying. And, and, and he says, you know, it's not lost on me. And I just think, okay, but man, but is there, is there something that is lost on you? Like mm. it, it, the, the, you know, the understanding of like the, stop it. <laughs> no, I'm not preaching. I'm just, <laughs> Look, it wouldn't sound like that. <laughs> it wouldn't sound it wouldn't that's not how it would sound it would be like oh but <laughs>
listen, you just ruined the sobriety of this moment. I'm I sorry. can't believe it's okay. No, it's but you're right. Fun. There's there's a lot in that. And and man, I, I don't know, like you, I don't know if he really realized. I, he said, I don't know his background. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't really know who, you know. Yeah, but I don't know what much he's about saying him. is a lot. And I think you can it. definitely see, man, the implications of not heeding warnings. Yes. Being arrogant. Yes. You know, yes. like just all types of things, man. And so, you know, I, I would say with the information that I've discovered, like even when we talked to our kids about it yesterday and, and they would just, you know, just the collective gasp of like, yeah. oh, you know, it imploded like, oh, my goodness. And and just, you know, um, but now with this information, um, I think there's a different conversation that I want to have with them about mm. this mm. and about the sobriety of heeding warnings and about wisdom. Right. And my goodness, the Lord has provided for us a warning, right? That we don't have to be destroyed. If we if we would humble ourselves because ignoring the warnings, right, yeah. is a clear indication of pride. It's the same yeah. thing in the presentation of the gospel. Like yeah. ig- ignoring the warnings, <laughs> ignoring the call, like hardening our hearts when the Lord calls, when the Lord allows for us to hear the presentation of the gospel. These things are the types of warnings that people don't realize in the moment they're ignoring them. Mm. But man, there is a there is a there is a day of reckoning yeah. that is coming that our pride and our ignoring the warnings kind of comes to bear. Will will come to bear. And That's I just right. thought, you know, Cameron's words there were instructive in ways that I think he does not even realize. Yeah. Um, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where are we going? Let's go to Scott in Texas. Hi, Scott. Hi, Will and Mickey. Hello. Um, I, I was just wanting to say, I don't know if anybody realized it, but I don't think that the builder of the sub chose the best name for it. Because if you think about it, the word Titan is a derivative of Titanic. Mm. Yeah. And they both ended up in the same catastrophic the same fate yeah. at the bottom of the ocean in the yeah. same place. I, yeah, you're right. Man. Yeah. And and now, as 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 Cameron pointed out, for the same reason, for the same reason, like ignoring warnings and just going ahead and doing what you think is best in your own eyes, what you think is best, ignoring warnings, just doing what you think is best in your own eyes. My goodness, there's there are so many lessons in this. and, And I'm not one to say that, you know, we need to draw from what's happening in the culture and then preach. But I do think we can start with where we we can see where we are and we can pull in. I mean, the Apostle Paul did this, you know, and this is one of those moments where um, I don't think there could be um, an excuse the expression of better setup than what James Cameron said, that it's not lost on him that, you know, the reason that both of these um, vehicles are at the bottom of the ocean is because of this, because of pride. Yeah. It's because of ignoring warnings. Oh, it's so chilling to me to think about that. Um, Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Crystal in uh, Arkansas. Hi, Crystal. Hi, Will and Mickey. Hello. Hello. I'm a first-time caller to oh, AFR. What a, what a blessing to be able to um, be on the show with you guys. And I just wanted to say that when you said that about um, just that, that spiritual um spiritual weight that that you know Cameron had said that you know he should have said something but he didn't mm, it was yeah. just heavy on my chest and mm. it's just a reminder gosh that we have a responsibility mm. 
as Christians in this world to to stand up in the light and say the right thing and do the right thing and just and wow. it just man yeah I just appreciate y'all saying that and just sharing that conviction of you know what what Karen expressed and how that related to you and or how you um, how you took all that in and were able to share that with all of us just thank you for that and mm. um, wow what a great reminder. Oh, God bless you, Crystal. Thank, Thank you, you for the tenderness of your heart, too. Like, I, I think that that should be the posture of all of our hearts that when because one of the things that Cameron said was that, you know, I should have said something. But he said, I thought, man, you know, someone smarter than me. Maybe they know something that I don't know. But mm-hmm. but he knew what was sufficient to warn. Yeah. Right. And I <laughs> yeah. think that's sometimes what we Man. see when we see people who are just in their sin and they seem to be enjoying themselves. You know, we can convince ourselves, well, I mean, I guess they know and they've just rejected him. Mm. And maybe in some instances that's true. <laughs> but in other instances, they don't oh, know. God. They need to be wow. warned. They yeah. need someone to risk appearing to be foolish to warn them right and so like that's the we will be fools for the sake of the gospel right like we will tell the truth about who jesus is even when people are like "Eh," you know and they they flap their hands at us but can you imagine if james cameron had said to the ocean gate and i I, his name escapes me um at this moment but yeah ocean stockton Stockton. yes that's it Mm -hmm. if he had said to the ocean gate founder what he said to this other uh, billionaire who purchased a submarine or a submersible and he said to him outright if you take that thing underwater you will die there you will die there and he was so emphatic and he was so certain it was sufficient enough to warn this particular diver not to do it so mm. can you imagine if he had been that emphatic and not, now please no one ever Okay, not for a second. Hear me blaming James Cameron. I'm only using this for illustrative purposes to say we've been given a message that we should declare with emphasis. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's 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 heavy. That's I mean, when you think about it and the implications of what the the message we have, you know, to a dying world. Yeah. I mean, we know where where they are going if they don't repent. It's life or death. It's life or death. And it's like, man, that's yeah. 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 Anyway, um, but let's go back to the phone lines. Well, the great, where do we head to next? All right, let's go to Roy in North Carolina. Hi, Roy. Hi, how you all doing? God bless you all. God bless Hello. you. This, I'm a first-time caller, too. Thank you. And, um, <clears throat> you're perfectly welcome. And my, uh, with my limited study, and I won't go in-depth in what I, you know, the exact study that I did and whom I was employed by, Mm-hmm. But I think if we look at the if we look up the definition of implosion mm-hmm. vice explosion, that's going to help us tremendously um, because there's something uh, even when you're flying in flying in a commercial aircraft, there's outside pressure mm-hmm. warring against inside pressure, mm-hmm. and it's called it's called a cabinet pressure. Okay. These pressures have to be offset and balanced, and I think that. If if we look up the definition of, and I'm visually impaired, but if we look up the definition of implosion, vice explosion, then we're going to somewhat get a get a greater idea and a feel for actually what happened to these uh, these folks. And and on the spiritual side of the house, I'm glad you went ahead and mentioned that that you wasn't holding that camera run, uh, blaming him for it. Oh no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Because there's warning labels on every chemical, 
that we have in our homes. And sometimes mm-hmm. we don't even look at those, you know. We You're can right. issue the warning and then some other people say, well, I haven't used that product before yeah. or something similar. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to skip that warning and caution label, you know. But yeah. Mainly, you know, I think the, the implosion and explosion is maybe on the break if you all could look up those two definitions. Well, let me just Thank say you. this because we only Thank got you. about 30 seconds. Yeah, we, so my understanding is that the implosion is that the weight of the water crushed the submersible versus an explosion that it would have expanded from inside and then exploded as we traditionally understand the definition of explosion. Thank you. If I'm wrong about that, somebody can, can write me an email and correct me. We're out of time though until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.